rising. Phoenix rising. Arizona Sports is proud to present the Uprising Podcast, hosted by Kellen Olson. Uprising Podcast. Hello there and welcome to another episode of the Uprising Podcast. I am Kellen Olson, always joined by Jake Anderson. Jake, we talked about last week, I I mentioned I was just kind of waiting for the slip-up and it looked like this game against Timbers 2, it was coming, the slip-up, and then, nope, 90th minute magic, eight wins in a row. They never stop, man. That's definitely what we thought, especially in the dying moments of the match, being on the field, seeing it's 2-2 and kind of expecting the draw would be the way that it would go the last team to actually beat them at home Timbers 2 which was the last game of last year's regular season but unfortunately for me being on the field on the other end I don't have that great of a view of the goal I just saw a ball in the air all of a sudden (laughs) I just saw a bunch of people celebrating smoke going off and Jose's next to me going who scored because we can't see from all the way down there and then before we even look up to realize that it's 3-2, 3-2, Solo's taking another pen and uh, making it 4-2. But yeah, extending the winning streak. They're uh, two away from tying Cincinnati's of 10 from last year and three from breaking it, but that's there's still a long way to go, and it's a it's a great way to go into a bye. Yeah, I watched the game today. We're recording this on Tuesday, af- uh, Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday night. Um, I watched the game today. I wasn't able to see it live. I was able to just see, though, that they got a 90th-minute winner. And I just saw the way it happened where they had two straight goals scored against them. It was 2-1. I was like, okay, like they're finally going to at least like draw or something. But nope, we didn't get there. Uh, the, the game as a whole was really fascinating to watch back, knowing the result, knowing that a 90th-minute winner was coming, and then another two goals were coming in the 90th minute, essentially, because, man, we have talked about for weeks how important it has been for them to get an early lead and go from there. They had their chances. I counted three premium chances that like they just should have scored, and then I counted one sort of half chance. There was the Adam John header that went off the post. It was a really that was deep, very early on. Yeah. It was a really deep header, but there was there was the the John header, which was kind of like a half chance. He almost buried. Uh, Kalistri had two of them. Kalistri yeah. had the ball a couple feet behind the penalty spot, but a one on one with the keeper. He puts it wide. Kalistri had the header, I believe, off Dumbuya's cross um, that went right at the keeper, diving header, and then Solomon Asante had the best chance of the four. And I mean, that one was I kept I was blinking like yeah. how did it not go in. It was one of those. It was just hit right at the keeper. The keeper gave up, it looked like. The commentators on the game did very did very well to state that he was not covering near post for some reason. And I think that Adam John was making a run that the ball missed. It was supposed to go to Asante anyway, I believe. But Adam John was near it, so I think he was. he thought he just made a guess. And maybe he didn't know Asante was there or whatever. But either way, Solo hits it. Like, I mean, that's a good finish if the keeper's five feet to the left like he honestly should be. And then he wasn't, and... It was it was kind of stunning to see, but lo and behold, it didn't really matter because they they get the first goal of the game anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, on the penalty, uh, I believe it was uh, who who drew it. It was Dumbuya. I believe he got fouled. Yeah, so he he draws the penalty. That was off great movement, and they were that's some of the best I've seen them play in like a thirty minute stretch, and that's saying something. Mm-hmm. They were dominating. Timbers didn't even have a real chance at all defensively. It was there as well. They score, and then it's it feels like all is going well. But then we, just to keep bringing up things we've mentioned in the past, last week there was a goal that uh, their opponents scored where we were just like, that just happens sometimes. Timbers, too, got just two of those goals. 
the the first one was deflection lands here goal and then i believe the second one was uh mala i believe just fell just fell down slipped or whatever on his yeah. man cochran steps up and makes the play he blocks the shot yeah it I bounces know. right to the dude next to him and it goes in and you're just like okay i mean that's just gonna happen sometimes yeah the uh to go back to the solo missed attempt or saved attempt, yep. that one, it just, you would expect a keeper to come just diving across face, and you're taught from a young age, always put it, especially for headers, but with his, with his feet in this instance, put it back where it came from, put it back across the face. That way it's going to be accurate, you'll have power on it, yada, yada. But for the goals that they allowed, the first one, I would call, you know, a sloppy or. A cheap goal, really. I think uh, Zach Lubin does a great job staying off of his line and, and being a sweeper keeper in that moment. But I think that he got caught in two minds of whether he wanted to uh, head it out, if he wanted to just clear it out. He took it on his chest to try to keep the ball for rising. And when you have that certain, excuse me, that quick uncertainty in a decision like that, you end up not making a decision at all and it, it falls right to the defender of excuse me to the attacker of Portland um, he tried to get back and again they actually did get a block on the shots um, but it just found a way to get past them so when they went down 2-1 it felt like the beginning of the season where they were attacking 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 like you said Joey Calistri how I thought had a tremendous game he was awesome he if I was able to speak to him after the game. I can guarantee you he would have said I should have finished at least one of those chances. And it was kind of like, oh boy, this might be the game where they just don't finish and it might end up 2-2 or something like that. And thankfully for Rising, they were able to get it at, at the very end. You get to play all, all 97 minutes. It just happens, just like the thermostat having the... I, you carried the podcast there for 90 seconds because I had to go over to the thermostat because it is so hot in yeah, here. I'm, I don't I'm, know who was in here before. What did they do in the in the gray studio here at the Arizona Sports KTR offices? I don't know what they were doing. I do know what Amadou Dia was doing on the left. My goodness, mm-hmm. the best individual goal of the season so far in terms of just made a couple guys miss and then just a beautiful nutmeg of the keeper. 2-2. Two, two. We see, I think, every fullback has scored one of those goals before. We've seen fullbacks score those goals where they fake the cross, cut inside with a big touch, and then maybe they shoot uh, sort of the finesse shot bended into the far corner, Mm -hmm. or they cut inside, and he cut inside, made that guy miss too. Nutmeg's the keeper, the best goal of the season from, from that perspective of just making guys miss and making a full run. And he has been... We talk about all the guys on the team and how they're playing. He has been maybe one of the most consistent guys on the season on the team all year. Oh, absolutely. Uh, in my opinion, Dia's been fantastic and and of course in a game where he scores two goals, I'm going to say that, but he's deserving of of praise just like pretty much everyone in the 11, but w- we should give him props especially from this game where he scored two goals, but also defensively making runs consistently. Um he's been all over the place. Yeah, T2, and I, I tweeted it out during the game were staying very, very compact in their back four. So you had the wings open all night. That's how most of the goals, the non-penalty goals, even the penalty goals happened. Dumbuya drew it. You had the overlapping runs from Dia and Dumbuya on both sides. And for uh, Dia, he actually is the first rising defender in history to score a brace, which I thought was very surprising. Um, but at the same time, it's how often do defenders get Usually there's goals. that weird game where one has like, 
two on a corner or there yeah. was like a free kick and he got the deflection or whatever yeah. and then there's two yeah that's weird though huh really yeah i, I didn't i didn't high not scoring know team too in the past so it's strange but uh what one thing i loved if you read the any of the quotes or saw any of the tweets after the game um not only Rick Schantz, but the whole team, they just they give him crap about missing chances and whatnot. So when I asked him about it, he the way he responded, he goes, man, the whole team's been giving me, I'll say ish. I know this is a PG-rated uh, program. But, uh, yeah, I mean, for him to be able to score a goal like that, which was, A, the, the equalizer, and then the, his goal at the very end to give the win streak another, another extension, it was just an overall great start to finish performance to see that the team never gave up and it was kind of push and shove from there i think until the 90th there wasn't really a, a breakthrough for either team really yeah he scored in the 62nd i believe to equalize yeah. and there were a couple chances but it wasn't the first half they could have ended the game yes theoretically and and usually you're just that's the way the game works you're not able to maintain that again for another 30 minute stretch and that was the case in the 90th i mean shots were 27 to 10 i believe on target it was 11 to 2 rising and then possession was 60 40 but they, it just seemed like it wasn't going to happen. And then you get Solomon Asante on the ball, on the out wide with space with four or five guys in the box. He's going to find the right guy every single time. This time it was Dia. He scores. Everyone's kind of in shock because I think everyone is. It, it's a strange mindset to have winning this many games in a row, and that you just kind of expect like, oh, okay, the the luck has not the luck has run out, but the run has ended. It's been good while it lasts. I remember the Warriors teams when they went on those crazy runs in season. I think they had a game in Utah that went down to like the fourth, at the end of the fourth quarter almost, and Utah was up like eight with a minute ten left or whatever, and everyone was just like, okay. And, it's over. And then, nope, the Warriors do Warriors things, force the game to OT. They win in OT, and the run continues. And this was a similar thing where you're just kind of thinking, oh, okay. It's, it, it was good. It was great. But here's the draw, and undefeated still, like on this run still. Let's move on to the next game. Nope. Well, no, I, 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 had, I have my pad that I write my questions down, and I was literally finishing the <laughs> 22 points out of 24. Like, you guys are still in first, blah, blah, blah. And then it happens like, okay, scratch that, scratch that, scratch that. And the answers that you heard from them are, we're losing. We're not going to lose. We're rising. This is not what we do. We're winning this thing. Like, they're motivated as ever. And from a team that's this far out in front, not that they have a, a monumentous lead, but the way they're playing, how they're playing, basically the targets on their back, if it wasn't already from the beginning of the season, it's just, I, it. it's hard to motivate a team when they're not struggling. Yeah, and I think that's what I'm getting at, and the fact that a team is continuing to play so well and to the last minute, as we saw, is I'm not gonna lie, it is hot in here. <laughs> Dude, what, what did this guy do? I turned on the air, and it still isn't helping. The sun's right in us right now, but yeah, I'm I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> no, you're fine. I mean, it's a good point to go on. Uh, I want to keep on that thread of just where the run they're at, but. Was Dia? I couldn't really tell on the broadcast. Dia was trying to get the hat trick on the on the penalty, right? And Asante was like, "Yeah, he." No, no, no. I, so again, we were on the other yeah. side, so I couldn't really see how that uh, interaction or that interchange was. But talking to him about it after the game, he was like, "I wanted him to give me my hat trick." Yeah, of course. You're a, you're a left back. How many hat tricks do you have? Exactly. So I mean, but on the other side of the coin, Solo's now the leading goal scorer in the 12? league by himself. Yeah. Yeah, leads yeah. the league in goals and assists, hands down. 
Okay, if we had to, I feel like I, you definitely have enough of a knowledge base of the team to kind of do this. I feel like I do now, too. The, the thing I want to talk about is they've won eight straight games, and they have won all eight of them without Jason Johnson. They have won how many of them now? Three without Junior Oof. Flemings and Kevon Lambert? Four? It's been at least three, I want to say. Yeah, so so I'm, I'm just so Kevon like Lambert three. missed one more game than okay. Junior Flemings because Junior Flemings played in that I believe it was a dollar beer night game before he left because he was not at the friendly with the United States. Yeah. So well, yeah, it's like four, four or five games total between the two. The point I was going to get to is if you had to rank the top, I don't know how high I want to go six, eight, nine, ten players in on the club, I think all three of those guys are in there. I think I think Junior is one of the three or four best players they have. I he think has eight Kavon, goals. Kavon Lambert is one of the six or seven, and then I think that Jason Johnson is one of the best eight or nine. So I'll just say I'll say like top eight players. I think three of them have been missing for this run, and they're not missing a beat, man. It's it's not even like one of those they're they're struggling and they're showing such great resiliency with. It. No, they're just kicking the crap out of these teams. Still, it's it's remarkable, and I mean, it would be I think it would be a different story if they were without Asante. I think he's their best player. I think he's their most important yes. player. Sometimes the best player on the team is the most important player and that happens way more in soccer than it does in any other sport in my opinion just because of someone who commands the team in the midfield for example might be like the third or fourth best player on the team but he's the cog or he's the defensive leader or the center back for example like I think AJ Cochran on a lot of teams would be their best player especially on this team but not necessarily I think that or their most important player, I mean. Um, but Asante, Adam John, maybe with the run that he's been on. But man, it's still really impressive. Junior Flemings has been my favorite player to watch on the team outside of Asante. And then I think Lambert has been the most consistent of the midfielders. I think that he was one, he was the best midfielder at the start of the season. Um, and Jason Johnson, we've talked about a ton. I, I just can't really... It's hard to it's hard to believe and hard to describe how easy they're making this seem given the short, the shortcomings and setbacks that they've had. Yeah, in the, the eight games, they're outscoring them 30-6. to six, So, <laughs> so that, the three-goal three win's still alive. It's 3.75 to 0.75 that's, average. That's insane. But thinking about each player and as you talk about each position and each line, it's just... I asked Shantz, you know, about Junior and Lambert coming back, and he said they're they're going to have to earn their spot back, and rightfully so. They they have like sixteen or seventeen guys who can start, and and it's like, okay, yes, I want to start Junior, I want to start Kevon Lambert. Who who are we taking out? Because yeah. Bakera's got to stay in there. I want Aguinaga to stay in there. So it's like, okay, we take out James Musa. Uh, he's not doing anything to make me say let's take him out. He's playing. Phenomenal. Musa to, to me, with having no prior knowledge of the team prior to this season, Musa was the guy when he was playing. I was like, "Where has this guy been? He's he's been tremendous." And I'm not saying that he's the guy that absolutely has to stay in if Lambert's going to play, but I'm just saying he brought a clear dynamic that other guys didn't, and he's been pretty good at it too. So I think it's a really good point. Yeah, and Colin Fernandez is back. Yeah, he's been back. We should say, but the the having the depth of him there, there's really uh, Wheeler Aminu looks like a guy that deserves a nod sometime soon. I mean, it's only been in like ten twenty minute stretches, mm-hmm. but he looks more confident every time we see him. Yeah, and again, I was very surprised the fact that Chance put out the same starting eleven, other than an, a Cochran injury and a, and a Farrell red card, changing that, but. Eventually, they, these guys are going to have to get some rest. You can't be playing that many games that much throughout the course of the season. But it, I don't know because every time someone comes in for somebody else, it's as if 
they weren't missed. I don't want to say it like that. I mean, you you even said it. it's not like they're they're just going willy nilly without it, but they're not missing it. Beat they're they're stepping in stride. It's almost like the 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 system that they play. Everyone is bought in. Everyone understands what their role is and what they're supposed to do, and they're executing it beautifully. Beautifully. The only the only non like for like change I think that this team has is Adam John. If he doesn't play, I don't think there's anyone on this team that is his type of player. Ben Spencer would probably be the guy to start, but I don't think Ben Spencer is the same type of player as Adam John. Adam John's a stronger, more back to goal. He's better passing, definitely with his feet, in my opinion. And maybe that's just because we haven't seen Ben Spencer that much. But at the same time, if we haven't seen him do it, we can't expect to see him to do it. Yeah, I mean, there are just there are just times where his quality shines through, and it's it's in the buildup most of the time. Actually, as mm-hmm. it turns out, it, the finishes are obvious and everything. But in the buildup and just the pass before the pass, he's he's making those consistently, and I think that he's he's in that discussion for sure. And he's been he has my nine goals. My biggest surprise, considering he wasn't on the club last season, so we didn't have any reference points really go off of besides his MLS experience. Uh, we have an interesting week coming up. Um, I'm actually leaving for Vegas. I'll be there covering the NBA Summer League for about a week and a half, and it's good timing because Rising are off, uh, but we still do have. Uh, they're they're off Saturday, I believe. They do their next match is the 13th at 13th. RGV. Exactly. Um, so if we do podcast next week, we'll be back to preview that. We'll talk some Gold Cup. We'll talk some women's. World Cup. We're recording this Tuesday night, like I said. So uh, this will go up Thursday morning. So by then, you guys will have known if Jamaica or the United States has won. Junior Fleming's got the nod in their 1 0 win over Panama. Will we see him against the United States? That'll be exciting to potentially see. Women's World Cup final coming up as well. We can talk about that uh, if we if we are back, if, if not two weeks, and then we'll talk about it then and talk about hopefully nine in a row. Are they going to get to double digits? My gosh. I mean, I, I'm not going to shoot anything down at this there's point. There's no reason why they can't other than, I don't know, just history, statistics, <laughs> chance, I don't know. Yeah. They, uh, you can't be perfect forever. That's that's the only thing we know. Or, that, or can they be? Or can you? Yeah. We'll find out and we'll be here to talk about it uh, if they are perfect. That, that feels like a really hard jinx now. It's just like, yeah. just, if there was it, any chance of it happening, I'd just ruin it. I'm sorry, everyone. It, it was not me this time. The black hat wasn't me. <laughs> It was Kellen. All right, everyone. We'll see you next time. Peace.